You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you need batteries for your truck, batteries for your trail cameras, TV remote controls, flashlights, you name it, Interstate Batteries has what you need. They have thousands of retail locations all over the United States. So stop in, talk to a battery specialist, or for more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pro Talk Outdoors. And the coronavirus still in full swing. Hope you enjoyed our our last episode. We touched on Dave's health just a little bit, and, and then we dove into much more pleasant subjects and talked about bass fishing for a good little bit and had uh, – Jeff Buckingham on from the state of Arkansas, and he, he did a great job of uh, hashing into some biology for us. Yeah, it was uh, it was a, an exciting episode. I mean, it, it very informative and something I think that um, even pretty much anybody that fishes can take something away from. Absolutely, and uh, whether you even really like to fish, I think it's something that could almost be interesting if you just lived on a body of water and uh, wanted to help the environment because it – Increasing the available bait fish for, you know, the the big game fish and sought after fish like bass, yeah, it's great for anglers, but heck, it's just good for the environment. So if you feel like being a good conservationist and don't really care about hooking them, heck, you can still make a difference, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but in the spirit of fishing, you know, we tend to be, I, I don't know, what do you think, 75% maybe maybe 67 percent hunting related and then you know the remaining third to whatever quarter that's left is is fishing related so uh, being able to do two of these back to back is kind of exciting for me I don't know about for you well I tell you man outside of the rain I mean it's just been we get pounded with rain a lot more than what we need but you know, the exciting thing is it's one of those, the rains that we're getting now are those warm rains. You oh, know, as yeah. soon as the rain stops, you step outside and it's 65 degrees and the grass is growing, the birds are chirping, got to be some mushrooms popping up. And I'm pretty confident those big girls are moving up shallow right now. It's an exciting time for an outdoorsman. Uh, you know, I think the big thing for me is I'm just open to praying that we don't end up with any sort of mandatory quarantine or shelter in place orders or what whatever folks are calling that now basically what's going on in San Francisco where those poor folks are basically corralled like farm animals uh, really hoping that doesn't happen to us because you know obviously that's a bad way to have to live and number two the fishing's just about to get right well I think you know, even if, if something were to happen, that, that quarantine were to take place, old Dave will be finding, you know, doing everything he can to figure out a way to get outdoors and make his way to a body of water somewhere near. Well, you know, and I've already thought about it a little bit. It, essentially, I can just tell everybody I'm, hey, I'm fishing for food for my family. Obviously, you know, we're in hard times here with this virus and and as long as I've got the crappie pole out there with me, it's not technically a fib. And, you know, the, the management practices you and I are going to take place on this new body of water, it's not a fib at all because I plan on taking crappie out with me every time I go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, ho- ho- hopefully that'll be enough for the uh, armored patrol to say, okay, go ahead, you know, yeah, get get back by curfew. But Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, we... 
kind of plan this out ahead of time. There's not going to be a pro on this episode, but I think it's going to be interesting for anybody that's a fan of professional bass fishing. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a debate show today, and, and I don't know that we've ever done this in the three years that Pro Talk Outdoors has, has been a thing. But I don't think we have. I, I don't, really don't. I don't think we have either. I mean, you know, we'll we'll have a debate of sorts from time to time, but not a planned, structured, greatest of all time debate. You know, those get really popular on a lot of the sports shows, some of the shout shows or whatever you want to call those. Uh, we're going to try not to do any shouting or anything here, but have a, a gentleman's debate on two categories. The greatest all-time anglers, and we're going to break it down to – who each of us think are in the top three and, and rank them and why, and then the three greatest anglers right now. So that's going to include, you know, MLF, uh, Bass Elite, FLW, the three major touring series. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be. And, um, you know, I'll tell you right now, I've, I've done a lot of uh, – we're both fans of bass fishing. I mean, we follow the sport of it, not just the participation of it, but so, you know, the, uh, the history of the bass fishing is, is something that we're in anyway, but uh, it was fun digging back through some records and seeing exactly what guys did and when they did it. And, you know, um, and we, we almost could have added a third category along that line of what you're saying, because I think the third category could have been the most influential anglers of all time because i don't necessarily think the ones that were most influential are going to appear on our list well you know honestly i i kind of weighed that in in my decision making a little bit Mm -hmm. um i didn't just go strictly you know uh chalk as far as most you know guys that have won the most over the years i actually put in there like what are the guys that i feel like were absolutely the best bass fishermen and then also, you know, what, what kind of went into that as far as uh, what kind of impact did they have on me growing up, you know, and um, not just me, but people all across the country, you know, watching them, watching on TV and things like that. And I weighed that in as well. Well, it sounds like we may we may have some parallels then uh, along in how we selected these. So we're going to toss it to one quick break here. Thanks some sponsors and we'll be back. You're listening to Pro Talk Outdoors. All right, you ready? What are we doing first? The all time or right well, now? Full, full disclosure: the uh, current stuff. I'm going to shoot off the hip because I I just went three best always, but I mean I I can figure the three current ones out. Okay, all right. Well, uh, you want to do the all timers first, then? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, you ready? Hey, everybody, welcome back to Pro Talk Outdoors. Uh, you know, our phrase and catchphrase for this is hook them or hunt them. And today, in the last episode, we've been hooking them because I've got the fever, Dave's got the fever. If you're listening to this, you definitely have the fever. And uh, you're at least interested to hear our takes on the, the greatest of all time debates, which is so popular in, in just about every sport right now. So uh, we're going to kick it off with the greatest of all time. So no, might as well go in chronological order. And uh, let's start with number three and work our way back up to number one uh dave i'm going to kick it off to you and let you make your case for who you think is the third greatest of all time and why okay um that's fair um bill dance comes in at number three on my list um you know for for many reasons um number one is we all know that bill dance um has has influenced so many anglers over the years with his show 
you know, I, I got to look and he's been on the air with a television show for 52 years now. And that, that's just staggering. It, you know, it blows my mind. Um, we all probably grew up watching Bill dance and um, not just as bloopers, you know, but it, it seemed like every, uh, every episode. Trailer hitches beware. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah t- tell us how to catch fish with a certain bait. You know, and I know that a lot of that was sponsor plugged and stuff, but, uh, but it was always pretty interesting, but you get past that and you look back into the history of competitive bass fishing. Um, you know, the guy's got 23 national bass titles. He was, um, you know, first place in seven BASS um, events. Here's one stat that I found just fantastic is he actually caught the very first bass that was ever caught in a Bassmaster competition. Great stat, and I I had planned on using it. Well done. Yeah, that was uh, that, that. To me, that's just fantastic. I mean, he's definitely one of the legends. You know, his his show first aired in 1968, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1986, three Angler of the Year awards through Bassmaster. Um, just tremendous job. And you know, the guy didn't really have that long of a tournament career. Um, you know, you look, he was he was in there winning it whenever it first started. He was the first guy to win. Uh, angler of the year in in Bassmaster, and only fished seventy eight events on the Bassmaster circuit, and was in the top ten in fifty two of them. And to me, what what a uh, remarkable consistency there. And then just the way that he kind of uh, he transformed over into the marketing side and the uh, entertainment side of bass fishing and the educational side of bass fishing, just, you know, not as competitive, but um, to me, he is a firm, he's got a firm foothold in the top three. And, you know, I'm sure some people could make some arguments that he, he deserves to be ranked either higher or, or possibly lower, but um, you know, and striking lures, it, it came from Bill dance. I mean, Bill dance is the guy that kind of, uh, Move that out to the forefront, you know, running it out of the, the trunk of his car for years and um, transferred it over. And, and it's, I mean, look at it now. Strike King is arguably the biggest lure manufacturer in the country. Well, I, I want to jump in right here. Uh, you, you took so many words out of my mouth. Bill Dance was number three on my greatest all-time list. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out that you touched on lightly is that it took until 1986 to get him elected into the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame is obnoxious and uh, yeah, I, uh, it's I saw obscene. That and I was like, yeah, it, it's like, is that the first class? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's injustice uh, because it, when it comes to influence, he's number one on my personal list, and 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 I, I think I could make a really good argument that he is the most influential angler of all time. I mean, the the Saturday morning staple in my household, if we weren't at a baseball tournament or weren't already on the water, so basically rainy days or cold days or just, you know, whatever, it was a song ringing through the house, going fishing with Bill Dance today. And I, I firmly believe that watching those shows with my dad and seeing the from the bloopers to the how-tos to his twang to his authenticity because, I mean, he, he never tried to hide from who he was. It was pretty obvious that who he was on that show was really who he was, a sometimes short-tempered guy who loved nothing more than the great outdoors, and he wasn't afraid to run away from 
plugging products that he thought would help anglers. And and you mentioned the Strike King thing, and that's when I kind of jumped in. Uh, I have a, a brand loyal personality. When I find a brand that works well for me, for whatever reason, treats me well, you know, whether that's, a, you know, a vehicle, whether that's clothing or, or gear of any kind, I stick with it. And Strike King appears in my tackle bag uh, in so many different places because they've just worked so well for me. And I know that part of that is because, well, heck, I've used them my whole life because dad was the biggest Bill Dance fan I'd ever seen. And he was buying a lot of Strike King stuff. So um, influentially, there's outside of my own father, there's nobody that's had a bigger impact on my interest in than Bill Dance. So uh, he's he's on my, my bucket list of people I'd love to meet one day or, or talk to. And, and obviously this show has afforded us the opportunity to to be a part of interviews with some really awesome folks. And if we ever get a chance to scratch off that list and have Bill Dance on, uh, that'll that'll tickle me to death. But yeah, uh, I think I think we really need to reach out to him. Because I agree. That, to me, I, I'm a huge fan. I mean, just like you said, he's been hugely influential in my life as far as fishing goes, and I would love to get him on the show. A hundred percent. And I think since you covered so many great statistics, this gives me the opportunity in the forum to uh, mention the the guy that just missed the cut, and I don't think he missed it by much. And now he he's on my short list for other reasons so this is a miss in the cut so i won't spend all that much time on him he finished uh hey uh, i tell you what let's let's come back to our our honorable mentions if okay. you will we'll after come back we cover our top three because i got a couple that i want to talk about as well okay well then let's move on to number two since we had the same number three i'll kick off and be the first one to mention number two uh number two in my mind the greatest angler of all time is a guy we've had on this show before, Roland Martin. He qualified for 25 straight Bassmaster Classics, has won 19 times on tour, placed second another 19 times, and placed in the top 10 94 times. And and obviously the the winnings associated with the tournament side of that are, are pretty darn high. And then you couple in his influence in the TV industry. A couple different shows. He's part of the the big three, the the Mount Rushmore, if you will, of bass fishing anglers. And uh, he's a guy who has continued to pursue angling, not only at a tournament level, but uh, different types of angling. Heck, I mean, he, he likes tarpon fishing now, too, and, and gets a lot of folks involved in saltwater fishing. So, uh, you know, again, I know that bleeds over into some of the, the influence side of things, but when you just look at greatest of all time, I mean, those statistics alone right there are insane, and he did it at a time when the bass fishing explosion hit America, and all kinds of anglers were jumping into the Elite Series or the, the Pro Tour Series, whatever it was called at the time. Uh, I think Roland Martin stands on that pedestal of Mount Rushmore anglers without question. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um it's uh i've said this on the show i know numerous times so if you've listened to a lot of our episodes you've heard me say this before but one of the most surreal moments i've ever had um you know i mean people talk about meeting their idol and and um to me the day that i was at work and i got a phone call and on the other end is hey dave this is roland martin it just totally i i just melted man i mean it just it was uh it was just an awesome, awesome moment that I'll never forget. I really won't. And uh, just being able to talk to Roland and um, and have him on the show and, and him share so many uh, great stories. Because 
again, he's another guy you just grew up with. You, you absolutely just grew up with. And um, he's on my list as well. Uh, I won't cover exactly where he's at yet, but, you know, there's there's a couple of stats also, JP, that just stuck out to me. Um, at one point, he made 16 of 17 top fives in a row. I mean, that, to, to just think about the remarkable consistency that a guy has to have to do that on various uh, bodies of on, water and presentations all over the country. Yeah. And it's like the said, same great sport our, fish. <laughs> yeah. It, it's same great sport fish from Connecticut to California. I'll never forget him saying that on our show. And Wonderful quote. Another, another stat there with Roland Martin. And this just to me just blew me away. You know, with the, the purses nowadays being so much better than what they were uh, back then. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, let's look at, at Bill Dance's. You know, he obviously didn't fish as long. He only fished 78 events, and he did really well. His career earnings, $57,000 and some change. Mm-hmm. Roland Martin, fishing, started his career about the same time frame, and his career earnings are over a million dollars, and he still, to this day, ranks 46th in Bassmaster career earnings. Which and to me, that just crazy. blows my mind. Because yeah. the guy, the guy, I know he fishes some competitively now, but he doesn't fish on the main circuits. He fishes the opens. Right. Um, which the pay is not nearly as good. So uh, just speaks to the amount of uh, domination he had back in the day. As well as, to this day, I mean, he still won more Angler of the Year awards than anyone else. He's got nine Angler of the Year awards. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So who's your number two? Well, my number two is probably your number one. Uh, we, we probably got those two kind of uh, crisscrossed there. Um, Kevin Van Dam comes in at number two for me. So so basically, spoiler alert, Roland Martin was number one on your list. Absolutely. Roland Martin is number one on my list. So we, we did. We had him flip-flop. We had more unison here on this than, than what I thought. So, you know, I mentioned, obviously, my, my father's the most influential, and then Bill Dance. Right behind him for me is Kevin Van Dam. He's been my favorite angler uh, – Basically, ever since I was a little kid watching on ESPN or the Outdoor Channel or any of those places that uh, elite events would show up. And I just love the way that Kevin Van Dam revolutionized the sport. I mean, he qualified for 26 straight Bassmaster Classics, won four of them, which is obnoxious. Uh, Angler of the Year at age 24, which is pretty hard to do. Uh, and, and he's first in uh, modern day uh, major wins. I mean, it was the first of eight Angler Award, Angler of the Year awards that he achieved, but he's got 25 major wins, 121 top tens, which is 35% of the events that he entered, 185 top 20s. And now that the Major League uh, Fishing has kicked off the last few years and he's transitioned over into that, he has three general Major League Fishing wins, and uh, he's fishing really well right now, by the way, uh, which a lot of folks a few years ago kind of thought he was on the downhill swing, and uh, he's proven the last two and a half, three years that he's not necessarily going anywhere just yet. He's not peak Kevin Van Dam, but he's the greatest of all time in my mind. Uh, $6.8 million in earnings, not to mention where his name is all over Bass Pro Shop, and uh, rightfully so, he's a great bait designer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a guy that uh, that has taken over um, competitive bass fishing, and he did it 
three decades ago. I mean, you look at he 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 arrived in the uh, early nineties and one year after like I was born. Yeah, like you said, at the, at the age of twenty four, wins his first Taylor of the Year award. It's just unreal the uh, the dominance that he's shown. Um, and, and to me, it was really it was a close one on whether or not to put him one and Roland Martin two, but. The fact that Roland Martin does have more Angler of the Year awards, Roland Martin, to me, the stat that throws Roland ahead of Kevin is the fact that uh, those stats that I said earlier, 16 of 17 events in a row, top five finishes, Mm -hmm. along with nine Angler of the Year awards. And Roland, it wasn't like he did it just in, you know, a span of 10 years. It covered two decades as well. I mean, he he went at one point, he went 10 years between uh, Angler of the Year awards. So, that and along with the fact that he has had a show for so long um, and and been in so many households and helped so many people learn how to bass fish or catch bigger bass, uh, that to me tipped it to uh, put him at number one. But Kevin Van Dam is uh, essentially a 1A in my book. It, it's really tough to put him at number two on any kind of uh, uh, stat that you look at. Yeah, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys. And I knew Roland would be high on your list as well. And for me, the way Van Dam revolutionized fishing. So Bill Dance and Roland Martin coming in in the 70s and making bass fishing a sport, essentially, you know, a touring sport being a part of that, uh, is the first phase of of professional angling in my mind. And then its first revolution was in the 90s when Kevin Van Dam essentially burst onto the stage with his own style of fishing and power fishing. Uh, And everybody said, dude, that's not going to work, young fella. You're never going to succeed long term and, you know, event after event fishing this way. And he proved everybody wrong. Uh, almost half of what you see in bait shops has been influenced by him, even though he's strongly associated with Strike King. There's other brands that that show well, that they copied it. The, the greatest they absolutely copied the greatest yeah, form there's... of flattery is imitation, and there's so many Van Dam imitation baits or inspired baits out there. Uh, but you can't go wrong with either one of those guys. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come well, back, we're gonna do the greatest that, right now. That sounds good. You're listening to Pro Talk Outdoors. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to talk about the greatest anglers right now. And, again, we're going to do this list three, two, and one. Uh, We didn't vary near as much on the the greatest all-time that I thought that we would, so uh, I'm interested to see how this list is going to go. Uh, Do you want to kick it off or you want me to? Yeah, you can go ahead and fire it off, JP. This one was really tough for me. I had an easier time organizing the greatest of all time in three, two, and one than I did this list. So the greatest right now, number three for me, is Ott Defoe. And the most recent winner in the Bass Pro Tour Series that Major League Fishing now does. Uh, he's got seven major wins, one Bassmaster Classic, 49 top 10s, 59 top 20s, and he's finished in the top 20 in over half of the BASS tournaments he was in. And he fished there eight years, and now, you know, year nine uh, is rolling over into MLF. Um, and he's finishing the money in an astounding 79% of the tournaments he's fished. A little over $2 million earned, and he's the current points leader of the 2020 Bass Pro Tour. So right now, I have him at number three. And, and again, I, I almost shuffled him in a couple different places on this list. And I, the guy is red hot. And given the medical issue he had last year in missing fishing time, to come back in and stay as hot as he was when he went out, 
just really speaks to how good an angler Ott Defoe really is. Yeah, Ott is, uh, man, I tell you, it he's really on fire. And, and uh, I actually had him on number two on my list. But, um, you know, it's really hard to argue against an Ott Defoe as a choice. Uh, you know, as far as uh, – I kind of struggle with this list, to be honest with you, JP, because it was like um, – I felt like Kevin Van Dam deserved a spot on this list as well because he's and, caught uh, fire again the last couple of years. He he absolutely has, and I you know I struggle with it. I'm like, how can I have the same guy on two lists? And uh, but you know I would have put Kevin Van Dam at third uh, on this list had it not been that way. And I kind of kind of took a cop out a little bit. And uh, my number three on the list would be, and, and this is a guy that. Not necessarily hot right at the moment, but as far as modern day bass fishing goes, it's it's kind of hard to uh, argue against a guy that has won a Bassmaster Classic, uh, a guy that has won um, a Forest Wood Cup. I, I, I go with uh, Luke Clawson on that just because he's won at every major level other than, uh, you know, winning on Major League Fishing, but um, he's a guy that that I completely respect for the, the years that he had. And, and again, this is probably five, six years ago, Luke Clawson versus today, Luke Clawson that I would go with. Even though this is a greatest right now list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so you're saying Clawson's your number three then, right? Clawson would be my number three. Uh, yes. Okay. And then, with. and then you have Ott at number two. Yeah. Okay, so my my number two, and this was very difficult for me right now, uh, and it it it's so difficult. I I mean, I almost flipped a coin on between my number one and my number two. But the greatest right now, I guess I'm loosely saying the last three to four years. It was sort of my in my head criteria. We didn't establish that. That was just sort of where I was at. Number two is Jacob Wheeler. Uh, he's a guy who. From Indiana, which is really awesome for me. Uh, I know that's cool for you, too, that a Hoosier can make the impact that he's made in just a short amount of time on the tour. He's already got nine major wins in his career, and he's the youngest ever to win the Forest Wood Cup. He did that at age 21. Uh, hey, JP. Yes, sir. I'm changing my number three to Jacob Wheeler. <laughs> you forgot about him, huh? How yeah. you How are you going to forget wheels? I don't know. I'm changing it. But first angler ever to win the first two bass events that he was in. He won the Major League Fishing title last year, the General Tire World Championship uh, for 2019. And he's already won stage one of 2020 on Lake Eufaula. Uh, he's got 32 top 10s, 40 top 20s, two total Bass Pro Tour wins, and that's, that tour is in its infancy. This is just its second season. And he's got five total Major League Fishing wins since that kicked off, and it's only about four years old. Um, he finished fourth in the first ever Bass Pro Tour in 2019 and voted the most selected sub by fellow anglers just this week. So they polled a bunch of guys that are on that Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, which is not the same as some of the other Major League Fishing Challenge events they have. So if you struggle to really understand that, I encourage you to go to the website. You'll understand it very quickly if you haven't already uh, dove into that because I'm hooked on what that series is doing. But uh, everybody acknowledges right now just how red hot that guy is. He he is really on fire. I mean, there's no arguing that. It's like I'm like, man, I didn't even look at that guy. But yes, you're right. I I got I got to put him on my list at number three. And 
I'll still stick with audit number two, but it's, yeah, you're probably right about your number th- number two and number three in your order there, for, for sure. So who do you have as the greatest right now, number one? I, I, you can't argue with Jordan Lee and what he's done lately with the best master classic. I, and again, that is my, that's my number one. So you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's he's got to be to me. He's got to be the guy that's the most on top of the game right now. And I, he is. Uh, and much he's, like, he's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, buddy. I mean, much like Jacob Wheeler, I think he can catch him anywhere. Uh, no matter what body of water you go to, I firmly believe. Well, and I, you can say that about Odd as well. But all three of these guys can catch him anywhere. And but Jordan Lee, there's just something about him. He's got a killer instinct. And he's the most like Van Dam in my mind when it comes to that killer instinct. It just feels like when he is is ready to strike, he's not the guy that's going to choke under pressure. He's got six major career wins in just five years. First ever Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour event uh Ever he won it, and he's got two overall MLF wins, 42 top tens, which is 35 percent in five years. I don't know if you heard any of our Van Dam stats, but Van Dam's done 35 percent over his career. So again, Jordan Lee to me is the most Van Dam like right now. He's got 33 top 20s, only one of three anglers to ever win back-to-back Bassmaster Classics when he did it in 17 and 18, and he also won the 2014 college Bassmaster Championship, and uh, he's the youngest ever to hit $1 million in earnings, and again, all in just five years. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think the guys fished five Bassmaster Classics and won two of them. That's it, pretty good odds. unreal. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, JP, the only thing wrong with this guy is his main hobby is golf. <laughs> I mean, other than that, he's got it covered. From what I understand, he's really good at it, too, which doesn't surprise me. Not a bit. You know, those type of guys, I mean, everybody knows one of those guys that no matter what they do, they just excel at it. They're just really good at it. Um, and it doesn't surprise me a bit. He's probably a scratch golfer. Well, this kind of brings us to the portion of the show where we're going to go over our just missed the cuts. Uh one I wanted to mention that just missed the cut, and we'll keep it in this area that we're in right now, the greatest of all time. I had two. Uh, obviously, Kevin Van Dam was a guy who just missed the cut. He's he's gotten hot again. He's rediscovered a lot of that magic that he had for so much of his career, and, and I think he's far from done. I think we're going to see Van Dam win several more major tournaments and, and be a threat for Angler of the Years for another five, six years, as long as he wants to, to be relevant. But Another one that just missed the cut is a guy who uh, was very solid when he first hit the tour, and he's just slowly but surely steadily built momentum, and I mean, just barely missing this is Edwin Evers. He finally won a Bassmaster Classic. He's last year's Angler of the Year. Uh, I just I ran out of spots to fit him in the greatest right now. Edwin is uh, he's been a guy that has been consistent, very consistent through the uh, you know the 2010s to uh, 2000 to current. Um, just a, a, a really mainstay there, you know, uh, at the top of the leaderboard. Um, I would say you know a guy like uh, Hank Cherry, you know, winning um, yep classic uh, winner this year. Yeah, winning the winning the classic this year. You, you got to mention him as well, and and a guy that we had on the show last year that just Kind of went through a dominant spell there in the uh, Elite Series is Brandon Cobb. He's mm-hmm. um, looked for good things out of him as well on that series this year. You know, and a, and a guy, if we were going to give a superlative, uh, I would call it 
always the bridesmaid and never the bride, Jason Christie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy's a threat to win every time, but just somehow seems to find that somehow he snatches the defeat out of the jaws of victory. Yes, 100%. Uh, my last honorable mention, if you will, or just missed the cut, uh, in the greatest of all time category is Rick Clun. Uh, he's a guy qualified for 32 Bassmaster Classics. He won four tournaments overall. I had him at number four. I, I did. I, I couldn't see putting him ahead of Bill Dance in any way, shape, or form, right. but I did have him at four. Back-to-back? Um, -back? He's on that back-to-back -back list, too, for Bassmaster Classics. Yeah, he's – man, the guy's just uh, – the guy's old. And, I mean, he's fished for a long time. Um but he knows what he's doing. He sure he knows how to competitive bass fish. He's got it down to an art. Well, four classics, 16 overall wins, 14 second place finishes, 123 top tens, which is actually two more than what Kevin Van Dam has. Obviously, I, I think Van Dam is going to surpass Clun uh, here shortly and probably for, for good, even though Clun is still fishing. He's going to hang around in that stat. And 296 times in the money. <laughs> Gee whiz. $2.5 million earned, uh, and he he still fishes with such energy. Really appreciate seeing that guy on the tour. Um, it's just been a lot of fun to see him hang around the way he has. Yeah, that's unreal. I, I, another guy that I, you know, kind of teetered with the idea of, man, it's hard to make a list and not include him. Probably more so for the influence he had on me and watching his show than the successes that he had, even though he's had multiple Angler of the Year uh, awards and and just dominated throughout the early 80s, is Jimmy Houston. I mean, I I really uh, I wanted to find somewhere to mention him there because he did have a big influence on me. Mm -hmm. And he would have been and, on my influential list. And, you know, we were talking about the Mount Rushmore. Uh, for me, it's Roland Martin, Bill Dance, Jimmy Houston, and Kevin Van Dam. There's four faces on Rushmore. That would be my four. Well, you know, and, and I've got to mention another one as far as influential. I can't leave out Jerry McInnes um, from the fishing hole. Sure. Uh, you know, that show was one that our uh, our beloved Bob Knight was uh, made several appearances on, mm -hmm. um, fishing with Jerry. And, you know, Jerry sent, you know, he's passed away recently as well. But th this is a stat that I found kind of fascinating. The fishing hole. I put a G on there. There's no G in fishing. It's the fishing hole. Um, it ran for 44 years on ESPN. It wow. was the longest running show on ESPN behind SportsCenter. I found that just fascinating. That is an amazing stat. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, I think this has been fun. I, you know, obviously there's there's not competitive, you know, hunting going on. So I think this is really the only sort of outdoor related greatest of all time list we could we could do in relate you know in relation to competition. So I guess to summarize, we pretty well had a consensus that Bill Dance, Roland Martin, and Kevin Van Dam are the three greatest of all time. Uh, you guys can put them in whatever order you want. Dave and I had a little bit of variation, uh, and then the greatest right now we both think is Jordan Lee. Ott Defoe and Jacob Wheeler, you can flip-flop them in number two and number three. And obviously, we had our honorable mentions. Uh, if you like them, let us know. If you don't like them, let us know that too. Jump in on the conversation. Heck, I mean, I'd love to hear what people think and make some arguments for, heck, for a, a guy like Hank Parker or whomever that, that may come up. I'm glad to hear from you guys. 
Yeah, you know, it, it kind of sounds like we're missing sports a little bit, talking <laughs> about about this competition and things. But my gosh, I am missing it a little bit. I um scared to death we're going to miss out on uh, uh, the majority of baseball season. I'm really worried about that. I, I am too. I had big plans to go down to Atlanta to see that park this year. I've got a bucket list to see every major league ballpark with a good friend of mine. And uh, Atlanta was on the list this year for us. And that's in June. It's late June. Uh, but I'm I'm starting to wonder if that's going to be still an event. The, the coronavirus is changing America. Unfortunately, it sure is. I mean, it's it's changed Pro Talk Outdoors the way we're operating right now. So yeah, I mean, this is the second remote podcast because uh, you're you're on the potential list. So I don't feel like bringing that into into the the heezy down here. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, presumptively positive is what they call it. You uh, they presume you're positive because they're not going to give me a test just because I'm not sick enough and I am not upset with that. I don't you know, I'm glad I'm not sick enough. Well, but, just uh, uh just add them to the list of people that have been presuming stuff about you for years. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. I hope you guys enjoyed this until next time. Hook 'em or hunt 'em. Pro Talk Outdoors. Later guys. Good episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. <laughs>